Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast with Jesse and Erica Dale, where we explore how to get the most out of life, focusing on purpose, passion, and prosperity. Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And I am pretty excited. I, actually, I, I'll probably say this about all of our podcasts. I'm excited about all these topics. <laughs> He's always excited. <laughs> but this one in particular, I don't want to say like I'm on a crusade with, but uh, I do have some things that uh, resonate with me regarding this topic um, that I'm anxious to get some of these thoughts out. So, Erica, what, uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think this is something that Jesse and I have talked about a lot and with all the different um, seminars and masterminds and things that we've done over the last several years, this is a topic I think that, that a lot of you will resonate with, um, maybe agree with how we feel about it, maybe not. So that's kind of what we're here to, to invoke yeah. some thought with you guys. So let, let's dive in. What is the topic? And I'll just, before I kind of just dive into the exact topic, I'll just go through a scenario that I see all too common with uh, with business associates and, and friends and, and sometimes even family where I'll they'll say like, hey, you're either born with it, like the eye of the tiger. You're either born motivated or you're born ambitious or you're born with hustle or you're not or you're kind of like you either have it or you don't. And I think that all of those things, particularly we'll, we'll kind of blanket those under motivation. I believe that motivation could absolutely be taught or created. Created would probably be a better term. And I noticed a lot of the people in the business community really disagree. They're, they're like, nope, you either got it or you don't. Uh, if so-and-so doesn't have the hustle, doesn't have the motivation, doesn't have the drive, doesn't have the discipline, the work ethic, they just don't have it. So yeah, that, that's, that's kind of today's topic. And I'm armed. I'm, I'm ready to go to battle um, because I was just surprised at so many people that just write people off that, okay, they, they just don't have it, quote unquote. Hmm. So I guess uh, if I, I mean, we're not here just to like argue things. Jesse and I agree on majority <laughs> right. of topics, really. Um, if I had to choose if it's, if you're born with it or if it can be taught, like gun to my head, I would say you're born with it. I would say it's not something that's that's going to be taught. With that being said, I 100% believe it can be taught. I also believe that in certain situations, in certain, you know, life, life gets thrown at you day in and day out. I think that things can happen in your world that can make you ambitious or give you drive or make you want to go out and be a go-getter where other circumstances just don't. So like, okay, so one distinction that I'll make with what Erica says, and I think this is a great distinguish, uh, distinguishing factor for what a lot of people think about this topic, is Erica mentioned, I think that they are born with it. And I would say that you're born into it. Mm. Okay, and what I mean by that is, okay, well, let's take a look at, say, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey was born into a deplorable situation. So she was not around the right people. 
She was not around the right groups, and her parent figures at the time of her going through her upbringing. If you ever heard the Oprah Winfrey story, it's remarkable. It's pretty, yeah, it's just the, the 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 travesties that she grew up with around that she was born into. So I think that we're born with this blank slate, and then if you look at Oprah's uh, story, was just again horrible people, horrible groups, and horrible leadership from around her. But when she was able to escape those people, those groups, and those leaders, and expose herself to other groups, people, and leaders, she blossomed into the amazing person that she is now, and now is actually one of those leaders who is trying to influence others. So I think that if you're born into a certain environment, yes, if you're born into an undisciplined environment, it's going to be very tough to be disciplined. If you're born into an environment where nobody's hustling, you're not going to necessarily understand or, or learn hustle. But if you're taught, if, if you're taken from that environment into another one where everyone's hustling, the leaders are all disciplined, everybody's leveling up, then I think that you tend to, we tend to follow suit as a species. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's true in, in almost all cir- circumstances. I think like what I'm saying too, and as far as that it's not teachable, is I think that it has to come from within. Like I think in order for someone, I I think you get to a level of disgust in your life or something happens or tragedy strikes and that's when that that inner self says, you know what, no, enough is enough. I'm doing something. I'm making a decision. I'm taking charge. And I think like if we're going to go with Oprah Winfrey, um, you know, she, she was very fortunate to be taken out of that, that horrible environment. Um, I don't know what the new environment was for her. I don't have enough research on her, but you know, you think about like, we talked about this before the cycle, you know, whether it's domestic violence or, um, sex abuse or those types of cycles that you see poverty, you see over and over in generation and generation and generation. And then at some point someone breaks the cycle. Right. So my, my philosophy is either you break the cycle or you don't. You either repeat it or you get out. And I think that it just takes that that inner self, that inner level of disgust to be like, I am not going to repeat this. I am not going to continue in down this this spiraling. Yeah. And well, basically in habit formation, James Clear talks about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. And I think that we are in our society is more extrinsically and comparative than it's ever been before. We talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about social media. For sure. So, but I also think that that extra, capitalizing, you can capitalize on that extrinsic motivation to be intrinsically motivated. So going back to, say, Oprah, I think at one point in her life, she had no self-belief. Just the, the travesty she was living in, that was life. And then at one point... She was showed by, by extrinsic factors or, or other people, other groups, that, wow, there is a totally different side to this coin that she didn't know existed. And I think that's what plants the seed of intrinsic motivation is when you start to realize, wow, okay, it's possible for these people. You're no longer comparing yourself. You're no longer saying, well, hey, I want this person's life, but they're showing and carving out the realm of possibility. So now you're saying, you know what? I can go and do great things as well because I've seen all, all these people around me do great things. So I think that you can use your extrinsic motivators to become intrinsically motivated if they're the right the right ones. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. Um, I think too, like people can, I, I always say motivation is fleeting. Um, mm. And I, I did not make that up, you guys. I've heard that somewhere in my, my world, but it's kind of like taking a shower, right? Like you have to take a shower every day if you want to stay clean, sometimes twice a day. And it's with motivation, you know, you can get motiva- motivated for a minute, for a day, for an hour, for a season, and then that motivation might not stick. And so what's going to make you stay motivated? What's going to continue to drive you? And this, you know, this can go back to our, our goal debate. This can mm. go back to so many things. Um, but I, I think that even, you know, you get excited. You get motivated to quit smoking. You get motivated to lose weight. You get motivated. And then just like that, it's, those are typically extrinsic things. And so that it disappears because there isn't something deeper than that. And that's where I, where my thought process of coming from that inner self, like it has to be so much deeper than just, I want to look good or I don't want to smoke anymore or I want to make you know more money or whatever the, the topic is at hand. Well, yeah, and I think that people tend to discount the, uh, the factor of environment. Mm. So... When you look at environment, so there's, I've, we've wrote about this, we've done trainings on this, where we've referenced uh, heroin addiction in Vietnam. It was, our our soldiers were at an all-time high when they were in Vietnam just being addicted to heroin. I mean, they're around, if you look at that environment, deplorable environment, looking for things to do. It's a highly addictive substance, and the government wasn't sure how to deal with this addiction when they were shipping these soldiers back home after the war. And what they found was that 70% required bare minimum treatment, didn't, didn't require much treatment at all to break this addiction, which is it's one of the most addictive substances out there, just because the environment was changed. They weren't around the travesties. They weren't around their friends, you know, just shooting time or, or, or whatnot. And 70% of them just kind of kicked the addiction, again, with very little medical intervention. So I think that we, we tend to... Take someone who's, oh, they're just demotivated, and then we leave it at that. We just figure, okay, they were born that way, or they were born without hustle, or born without drive or discipline, but we don't look at what is their surroundings, and that's what I look at is, okay, can we change their environment to foster them to become a more motivated, uh, productive, disciplined person? Yeah, and we've talked about this before, like you see different... um families you know these these, the kids grew up in the same environment same parents same schools same everything but different people inside of that household have different levels of motivation Mm. um and so we've talked about that like is it the nature versus nurture is it because it's within them what makes that that individual different from what seemingly outside looking in they look like they're individualized compared to the whole, compared to the group. Yeah. And I think that's a really good discussion too. And I don't, I don't know if I have an answer to that. Um, I asked one of my mentors the same question because Jesse and I are having this topic uh, on date night. We like to come up with topics yeah. and talk about them. Yes. And, um, this was one of the topics and I messaged my mentor that night and said, one of my mentors and I said, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, he, did, he didn't give me an answer either. He kind of said, well, I think it's both. And that's where I fall. I, I definitely think it's both, I think. Um, but again, like I said, if I had to choose, 
I would probably go against saying that it's teachable. Yeah, I think again when you when you look beyond the surface, you we all know people in our lives where it's like, man, they have so much potential and they just sit on the couch all day long. They're just not disciplined. They're not motivated. Mm -hmm. They're not doing anything. It's very easy to write that off. But again, you know, I'll get I'll get past the groups, people, and leaders. And we just dissected a study on the microbiome. Uh, that we got from IU School of Medicine. And it was basically showing the energy cycle. And this was actually a motivation study. It, it, they, what they were trying to show is that people that had a good microbiome tended to be a little bit more motivated, a little bit more energetic. And I like that word energy. To me, energy is motivation. You know, you don't normally meet someone who's super energetic that's not motivated. You know, normally when you think of someone who's not motivated, it's like someone like ho hum, low energy, boring, and so forth. Not someone that's like bouncing around the walls. Okay, or when you you tend to associate productivity with energy. And what we found, or what the research shows us, is that when you're eating a lot of inflammatory foods. Um, which we are, that's definitely at an all-time high, whether it be alcohol or processed foods or sugar and, or hyperpalatable foods, and that's wrecking your microbiome. What they're showing is that that decreases your noradrenaline, it decreases your serotonin, and that decreases your energy. That decreases your motivation, so to speak, to move. And where do we get our primary dopamine release from or where do we get a lot of our dopamine release from is the quote unquote the runner's high movement that's why we always feel great after a workout well now if we're just not motivated to move to get our dopamine how are we going to get it we're going to get it we're going to order a pizza we're going to put a movie in you know we're going to play on our phones we're going to post on social media to get some likes all those things proven to give you dopamine we're not going to go and move so we're not going to be productive so it's my belief that if you fix someone's energy and they're just moving more, by definition, they're more productive. By definition, they're more, quote unquote, motivated. Sure. So and They feel better. I mean, just like you said, I, I, we talk about this too. We, I ran into this. Um, you know, some of you guys know, if you follow us, that we uh, promote bodybuilding shows. And in 2018, we competed in, in a couple shows and... Mm. Um, I mean, I was in a caloric deficit from January 2018 until my shows in August. And, you know, dieting through the summer is not fun, not recommended, no. Um, but we got done with these shows, and I know what to do post-show. It's what we teach. We have contest prep athletes in our, our programs. And I didn't follow, you know, the what they say, those who can't do teach, right? Mm. So that was me in the moment. We went on vacation and it was just like non-stop eating, not oh, in a mm -hmm. routine, eating foods that I, I, I never eliminated foods ever. We don't practice that, but more of those foods than I'd ever had in the last eight months. And we got home from that. And I mean, it was months before mm. I, I mean, I would go to the gym, but it was, it was not my potential. It was very, very lazy. I pretty much went just to check the box, um, which I guess is better than nothing. But there were days that I, I would sit in the parking lot for probably 30 minutes before I'd even go in the gym. Like, it was just torture. Um, and then it, it went even further than that. It took me away from doing my PhD work. And it was just, like, I had to change something. And 
Jesse started studying more about the microbiome and that fascinated me because I was in that cycle for sure. Um, and I just, I had zero energy and it, the thought of working out was like, no, that's not going to do anything. Like my mind, my mind was telling me like, that's not going to do anything. You're not going to feel better. Don't go do that. Um, so if you guys have ever been there, like there is hope, I promise. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, that's a very, very good point. And to, to that point, uh, I can speak to as far as uh, Erica went from very, very anti-inflammatory diet. I mean, when you're when you're getting ready to to do these contests and whatnot, you're eating a lot of green vegetables. You're eating a lot of pre and probiotic foods. Your gut health is very, very good, and you're driven. I mean, my gosh, to get that lean, it takes Ooh, yeah. incredible motivation, incredible drive, uh, incredible discipline. And then literally a 180, you know, you know, you have that post-contest meal of sh nothing but sugar and, and process <laughs> oh, everything. And then that went on, on vacation uh, th throughout the week and the inflammatory markers, the inflammatory uh, cytokines, as they're called, completely flip-flopped. So you went from a very anti-inflammatory, and I think that kind of proves a point, in a very motivated state where the only difference that changed there was the nutrition. Yeah. The nutrition changed from an inflammatory or anti-inflammatory diet to a highly inflammatory diet. And the discipline went away, the motivation went away, the, the urgency went away. And I, I remember that time and I, I've definitely gone through that myself. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of another way. I think the training seminar we did on this was called Manufacturing Motivation. You know, I believe that it absolutely can be manufactured. It just isn't as clear cut as on the surface. Because if someone looked at you back then, Eric, on the surface, they would have been like, man, this, this person's lazy. This, this person is depressed. This <laughs> person's, you know, and you, you, you not, not lazy, you know, because you're not a lazy person. You're the hard, one of the hardest working people I know. But I can see where they might see, like, this person is depressed. They're not motivated. They're not productive. Yeah. You know, but that's not your inner being. Right, right. That's true, yeah. And I think, again, I think a lot of this is circumstantial or situational. Um, and I think we go through seasons. But I think this goes back to our, um, our goal debate a couple weeks ago that we did where if you have a process that you can maintain – then, you know, the motivation isn't fleeting because it's just something that you're doing and you're always progressing in your day-to-day -day life and whatever it is you're, you're obtaining or, or working toward. Yeah, well, I think that uh, effort discounting is something that not a lot of people look at. So we're gonna, we, our brains are going to want to go for that dopamine release no matter what. So we can get a huge dopamine release from going out on a run or doing a workout when we're in the normal state. But what a lot of this literature is showing is that we tend to discount how good that workout made us feel. Right. And that's why we're saying, well, you know what? It's, it, it's not worth doing the workout. Uh, say you're in an infl in, inflamed state. You're just going to think it's not worth doing the workout. Uh, I'm just going to get my dopamine by, you know, watching Netflix or eating this chocolate bar or whatnot. When actually you would have gotten a lot more pleasure, a lot more happiness from the workout but our brains tend to discount that through a, the, this process called effort discounting. So, you know, pretty crazy. And that's, again, why I do believe that uh, if once you peel the onion away and you change the environment, you change the people, you change some of the nutritional strategies with people, I think that you can plant seeds of discipline and, and motivation uh, and productivity. So what would you say, like, 
someone, you know, we own businesses, let's just start there. And, and uh, what our opportunities allow is people to become entrepreneurs and start a business. And we see it often, um, I think probably more so in my company than in others, but, you know, people are always getting started and they're just, they don't ever really take off. So do you feel that that's just a lack of a process? Do you feel it's a lack of drive or motivation? Like they got started so, for the wrong reasons. What do you feel? Yeah, on those no, things? I think that's a great point. You know, I think it is a complete lack of motivation. And I, I actually did think hard about this uh, over the last year or so. One of the things that I noticed that large companies, you know, we used to own Anytime Fitnesses and they did the, the conference every year. Yeah. And, uh, your business uh, does several conferences throughout the year. And the the CEOs or the leaders of these businesses are adamant, adamant that you get plugged in, that you go to conference. No matter what, if you have to sell your TV, go to conference, get on the calls. And I never really understood that. I thought maybe they were getting like some kind of financial kickback. Like back in any time, I'm like, you know, is the hotel's giving them a kickback? Why are they so adamant that we get to conference? As a matter of fact, anytime would actually, if we didn't go to char to conference, they would charge us $1,000. Yeah, so they would threaten that. us. And then, yeah, we didn't go a few years and sure as could be, they took it. But then I understood that what they were doing is they were trying to level up your motivation by getting you around like-minded people, like-minded groups of people, and leaders. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah. So, and we see that in our own nutrition company. The, the businesses that are plugged in, that are getting on our Mondays and Thursdays calls, that are coming to our Super Saturdays, they're killing it. Yeah. Almost, almost every one of them. Yeah, and I think that's so true. And um, and just in my journey alone, I mean, I went from, I mean, nothing, right? Having $200 in my bank account, right. starting a business because I wanted so desperately to change my situation and to no longer live in that, that state of survival. Um, but it took me plugging in. It took me showing up to events, even though I didn't have the money to travel to these events or that, you know, I, I legitimately said that it wasn't an excuse but I didn't let that be my excuse either. Um, and that, you know, like you always say, tribing up with people um, it is huge. Oh, because I, especially yeah, if your environment at home maybe isn't the best. Like I'm very blessed. Jesse has always supported me. Um, even if he didn't understand, he still supported me. But it, I know that there's so many people out there that they want to do something. They want to better. But maybe they're better half or or their family, or mm. their jobs, or whatever they're around just isn't uplifting, isn't supporting. But when you get involved in the, these groups and other people, I, I think that can help change Yeah, and, your I, and I think that that is a big issue with society today, with the lack of motivation and discipline, um, and stick-to-itiveness, if you will, is they're not plugging in. Yeah. No, no, people are not plugging in. They're communicating at an all-time high. They're connecting at an all-time low. And that's what those these events do is they provide connection. I mean, if you want to just use the perfect analogy, you know, Super Bowl is coming up. Oh, yeah. You know, l try listening to the Super Bowl alone on a radio. You're not going to have an emotion, much of an emotional response. Now call 10 of your friends and watch it on TV Oh man, there's going to be people high fiving. There's going to be people joking, uh, cracking jokes. There, there might be some people crying if they got, you know, <laughs> their team's not winning. Now, picture that same tribe at the Super Bowl. 
holy cow, backflips, somersaults. And that, that is the perfect analogy. Everyone thinks that they can just, you know, listen on their, their phone or whatnot, and that's going to get it done. Yeah. And we're, we're not taking it to those higher levels that our brains are built to have, to have that tribe-like uh, tribe mentality. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, you probably see this in almost every aspect of your life. I mean, you know, you go, there's group fitness. Like, Orange Theory is absolutely killing it. Mm, I have mm. a friend that's doing Orange Theory, and when she joined, I was like, really? That doesn't seem like you. She doesn't do cardio. And Orange Theory is majority cardio, and she is obsessed. She loves it. And it's not even about the workout necessarily. I mean, she's getting really good workout. She's getting results. But it is the people she's being surrounded with, the, the relationships that she's building, the connection that she's having. She is a self-employed woman who works for herself and works by herself majority of the time. Like the interaction she has is with her family, which is great. But it, she doesn't have that community support. And so that is why she's in, just in love with it. Um, we moved our nutrition model from emailing their food blogs to us to a group format because now they're seeing other people, other individuals doing the same thing that they're doing, having the highs, having the lows, knowing that they're not alone. And I think that's the exact same thing, whether it's business, fitness. Um, yeah. I mean, we're in small group at our church. Right. I mean, all of those things. And there's days, like if you guys go to church, there's days, you know, that you may, maybe you don't feel like going to church, right? It's kind of like you don't feel like going to the gym, but... How amazing do you feel once you get around those people that oh, are lifting absolutely. you up? Yeah, so I, I think to put take this full circle that if you are writing yourself off or maybe writing your someone else off is hey, I'm just not a I'm just not a motivated, high energy person, or you know, I just you know I, I don't have the production. That's just kind of how I was born. Runs in the family or whatever. Uh, I think that those would be the the some good takeaways is. What's your inflammation looking like internally? Mm -hmm. You know, as far as far as your nutrition, and who are you plugging into? And the people that you're plugging into most are they bringing you up? Are they bringing you down? Yeah, I love it. That's so yeah. true. And I think if if you're an employer out there, and those would be some really good interview questions. Hey, who are your five friends? What do you guys do together? Mm. You know, what groups are you a member of? You yeah. know, I mean, I, I think that those are all because I think that's employers. That's one of our biggest concerns is, you know, when we had employees, yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh, these people just aren't motivated. Yeah. And I think it, had we been more enlightened to this data, yeah, for sure. we could have had a lot better of, uh, of an impact with the gyms. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are like me, like I'm an introvert. So thinking about like going to, to small group even, I love small group. We're leading one now. But I, I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't do the small talk. But it is so imperative to get into those group settings. Even if it's an online group, I think that's second best. In person is definitely needed, but just like Jesse said, like check those two things and see what you can change. What what immediate thing changes can you make and start journaling or start tracking how you're feeling and how mm. different things are making you feel better, worse, and different yeah. so that you can continue to make those changes in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. Please, if you got something from this, share this with someone else that you think might also benefit. Yeah, do us a favor. If you guys are listening, screenshot this and throw it in your stories. Tag us. 
Um, we would love to know just who who our listeners are, what you're getting out of this, and you know what we can do to continue to pour into yeah, you. Yeah, and some additional topics. You know, we love suggestions. Absolutely. So, all right, you guys have a great uh, rest of your week. Thanks for joining us on today's Macro Millionaire Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a millionaire review. Until next time, keep working toward the abundant life you deserve.